You are now listening to the Fancy Whisper Podcast with your hosts, Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and Big Travi. Wow, hello and welcome to the Fantasy Whispers Podcast. That's Big Travi and I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks and we're here to give you that fantasy football fix. Travis, we're getting into the week five, part two of our weekly matchups, Travis. If I can spit this out, I'm sorry. I'm just so excited for this show. Travis, this is going to be episode 30, dude. 30 episodes already, man. The big Damn, one. the podcast is turning 30 before I am. <laughs> right? Who would have thought, you know, just a few months Wild. ago that we would already be, you know, on episode 30. But we've got a great episode for you. We're going to go ahead and go through all of the rest of the uh, weekly matchups for week five. Travis, let the people know what they should do if they didn't catch yesterday's show. Well, if you head on over to any of the podcast apps, you'll be able to check it out there, as well as YouTube, man. We've got everything up on YouTube, so you guys can either watch our beautiful mugs right here (laughs) as we spit this fire information to you, or you can put it on in the background while you're working if you don't want to deal with those apps. We understand. You don't want to download it. You don't want to do all that crap. You can go to YouTube. You subscribe. You hit the bell there. Ding! And it lets you know every time we've got an episode up, you guys are ready to rock and roll with us. Uh, so once again, that's YouTube and the Apple I podcast app, as well as the Google Play. And if all of that seems too difficult for you, uh, head on over to thefantasywhispers.com. we got links to all of those uh, platforms on our website, as well as our weekly rankings and our uh, sit starts of the week articles as well as some other articles up there as well so please head on over there all right travis let's dive into these week five part two matchups and we're going to start it off here with the miami dolphins at the cincinnati Bengals. this is a 49.5 over under cincinnati is favored by six and a half points travis Man, we talked about it on the Crowns, Downs, and Rebounds show a few a few days ago. These running backs for the Miami Dolphins are just a, a headache. Are you confident in rolling out Kenyon Drake this weekend against these Cincinnati Bengals? No. In fact, whatever the opposite of confidence <laughs> is, that's what I have in this Miami backfield. If I thought that I could get any value for Kenyon Drake right now, I would be trading him as fast as I could. I just don't think that you can. And so therefore, you know, I said it in crowns, rebounds, and downs. I've thrown him a party, a welcome party to my bench. He will stay there until he, you know, earns himself out of there. And it's kind of like we talked about Derrick Henry with the Titans. It's a do or die thing for Kenyon Drake and me right now. He's got to show me something. Or else, you know, we're pulling the plug on this whole project. Yeah, it's really sad when you are splitting time and splitting carries with a dinosaur. Literally, <laughs> you have you have Frank Gore in that backfield who is getting more touches than the youngster, Kenyon Drake, 
Frank Gore has 35 rushing attempts on the year for 139 yards, which is a 4.4.0 uh, yards per carry. Meanwhile, Kenyon Drake is over here with 33 carries for 107 yards, Travis, and a touchdown, averaging just 3.2. It's hard to trust either one of these guys because they're not getting enough carries to make you uh, justify starting them. Um, is is there anyone in the wide receiver core that you're trusting on this uh, offense? Maybe Kenny Stills? Yeah, Kenny Stills is the only one that's decent. I mean, this is a game where they figure to be climbing back into. He's the deep ball threat. Um, he has that big play potential, so he can justify your start within one play. Um, he's been very efficient in the deep ball category as far as running those routes. So, yeah, I'm okay with Stills here if you need to start somebody as a bye week filler for maybe a Mike Evans or something of that nature. All right, and then when we flip over to the other side of the ball, the Bengals' offense has actually been one of the biggest surprises of this season. Travis, Tyler Boyd, it continues to just be a great option for Andy Dalton. It seems to be his his go-to guy now. He's actually surplanted uh, A.J. Green as far as the target market share there. You're still going to roll out A.J. Green, but you you got to like this, at least from a fantasy perspective, from a streamable quarterback option. Andy Dalton, dare I say it, Andy Dalton, is he back? Oh, yes. And here's the deal. Like, First of all, I want to say that I'm calling Tyler Boyd Tyler Mann because <laughs> he is no longer a boy. He is a man. Yeah. And he has stepped on that <laughs> field and just been a complete – G for this offense. Target, target so I am taking it. He's got 90 yards and or a touchdown in three straight. At least 90 yards and or a touchdown in three straight. So this guy is just destroying it for the Bengals. And, yes, he is the reason why Dalton has become more than a streaming option. He's become a startable option in most weeks. And speaking of which, he will be a play in my Player Stay Away article, which you can oh, see. That's a fantasy hey. whisper. Travis, that, that's a whispers. Yeah. You know it, brother. It's not even just a whisper anymore. Now I'm yelling it. Yeah. Start Andy Dalton. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, Travis, we saw very, very sad. Um, we saw Tyler Eifert get carted off the other day. Um, mm. Broken ankle. Um, it looked really, really bad. Moving forward, you have Croft over there or... I don't even know how to say his name properly. Uzo, Uzuma. Uzuma. Um, which one, if you had to pick one of these, are you more confident in? You saw, you know, Croft had that relationship with Andy Dalton last year. However, Uzum, Uzuma, uh, he, Uzuma. Uzuma, thank you. Uzuma had the better, um, he was on the field more after Tyler Eifert left the field. Uh, he was on the for, on the field a lot more than, than Croft was. So are you really confident rolling either one of these guys out? Or if you have to take a flyer on one of these tight ends, which one are you rolling with? I like Croft based on what you were saying, the relationship he had, and he's shown with Dalton already. Um, Listen, the way tight end is, you know, it's worth a stab at either of these guys. Uzuma has scored this year. 
Croft has the rapport. I'm I'm leaning Croft, um, but that's just, that's just because of the history I've seen him do at the pedigree. All right, and then we're gonna move on to this next game, and I'm actually really excited to watch this game, Travis. You have the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Cincinnati Chiefs. This is a 49 point over under, which seems kind of low for this Cincinnati or this uh, this this Chiefs offense with Mr. Pat Mahomes, which is just seems he's just a monster. He's he's one of my favorite players. I'm not gonna even I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it. I don't have Patrick Mahomes on any of my teams this year, Travis, and I really do wish I did because he is so fun to watch. Uh, watching him the other night was just amazing. But how concerned are you? The Jags are one of the best, if not the best, defense in the league. Are you going to sit any of these players against uh, this this vaunted defense? I am probably sitting Sammy Watkins if I'm sitting a person on the Chiefs def- or Chiefs offense. But other than that, I'm I'm okay rolling these guys out here. It's actually a pretty high over under for a Jags game at 49. Yeah, that is true. So it means it means that they expect the Chiefs to be able to put up points. It is in Arrowhead, so I do like the Chiefs a little bit better here. But I like Travis Kelsey more than I like uh, Tyreek Hill. And definitely more than I like Kareem Hunt because I, as much as I don't think you can do a lot on these Jags, you really can't run on them. Right. And so for me, they are going to have to throw, and that's why I have a little bit more confidence in Mahomes. Plus, we saw Mahomes be tested, Johnny. You mentioned that Monday night game. That pass rush was all over him for most of that game, but he made the right adjustments, and he came out and he balled out in that second half. I mean, that left-handed oh, push – so nice. Shovel pass. Just, so, I mean, so the pretty. guy just does oh. whatever it takes. Loving it. Yeah. Uh, so, well, yeah, I'm okay with the Chiefs here. Just temper your expectations. All right. Here's this is probably other... one of the lowest we're going to rank him this year. Yeah. But you can't sit that guy, man. Well, he's he's, he's otherworldly. And here's the other thing. Like, you got to love the confidence that Andy Reid has in him. You saw it in that game. Andy Reid kept going over and talked to him. Hey, which play calls do you like? What What are you feeling out there? What What can we do to get you know the ball out of your hand quicker? He Andy Reid has all the confidence in the world, and he's going to allow Patrick Mahomes to do his thing. Uh, so yeah, you're going to roll Patrick Mahomes out in this game. Of course, you're not like super just yeah, like you said, temper your expectations. He's not going to go out there and and get you forty like he's done before. But I still think that he can end up with a in a decent fantasy day uh, for quarterback options here. Um, Travis Bortles, on the other hand, is going against this terrible Kansas City Chiefs defense. Uh, are you are you do you do you see Blake Bortles as a streamable option this week? Yes. Uh, not to beat the drum too much here, but another play in my player stay away article is Blake Bortles this week. Blake is going up against the Chiefs. They have been torched on offense, or I'm sorry, they've been torched on defense by opposing offenses. Um, and he's got a stacked wide receiving core. And you've seen these games where he's not had Fournette. He tends to air it out a bit more. Yeah. But with that wide receiving core, Johnny, I'm, it's hard for me to trust any of, these, any of these guys solely every week. You just don't know. But I like D.D. Westbrook and I like Keelan Cole if you're making me choose. Yeah, I, I agree with both of those options. Travis, I just want to throw this out here just because we were just touching on it. I'm going to give you a list of names that 
Blake Bortles is ahead of right now in fantasy rankings, okay? Aaron Rodgers. Matthew Stafford. Cam Newton. Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. Cam Newton had a bye. Yeah, that that is true. But um, but, uh, Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. I mean... That it just goes to show you can you can stream and and even add on to that is the Leonard Fournette is going to miss this game and in those games they usually rely more on Blake Bortles to win them the game so I think yep. that Blake Bortles is definitely a good start here uh, and I agree with the Keelan Cole and the D.D. Westbrook option there it'll be interesting to see if Keelan Cole can can break out of it I don't even know if you can call it a slump because he wasn't really. He had a couple of good games, uh, high targets. We'll see if he can get those targets back up. All right, we're going to move on to this next game here, Travis, and that's the Oakland Raiders at the San... <laughs> I was I tried not to say it, and it caused me to say <laughs> it. The LA Chargers still having difficulty saying that. Um, this is a 53.5 over-under, Travis. Uh, certainly like it. It's the highest over-under on today's episode. Um, and the, the Chargers are five, favored by 5.5 points. We'll start. I want to start off with this Chargers offense, Travis, really quick because um, Phillip Rivers quietly has been a very, very nice fantasy quarterback. We talked about it coming in, how he's he's never been a worse than a QB1 uh, option for you um, in fantasy football. Uh, Travis, do you are you concerned with with uh, Keenan Allen? Do you think maybe he gets right in this game? Um, what about Mike Williams? Are you rolling him out? Yeah, I think both of these guys. I think pretty much the Chargers are startable in this game. You mentioned the high over under. Uh, the Raiders defense is not anything that scares you. No. Um, Big Mike Williams has essentially taken over that tight end role. You saw Antonio Gates squeak in a touchdown last week, but I think as the season progresses, you know, Antonio Gates not only got a touchdown, but he looked like he had a couple donuts on the sideline too. I mean, <laughs> he is not he is not what he w- once was. We'll just say that. Oh. Um, and I think Mike Williams projects to be a more of a bigger part of this offense in all the right ways and not a bigger part in the wrong ways. And then so, well, one more thing, Travis, uh, the Keenan running. Allen. Well, I just, I just wanted to touch on the Keenan Allen thing. We saw him do this a little bit last year. Okay. He started off yeah. slow last year and then he really turned it on. So if you want to go ahead and sell him, by all means, it's your team. For me, I'm, I'm hoping to be on the other side of that. I'm trying to buy Keenan Allen right now. Mm-hmm. If you can get him low on, you know, if you can buy low on him, I think that, the Chargers are going to continue to be a team that gets these high over-unders, that throws a ton, um, you know, and they've still got another matchup with Kansas City on the docket. You know that's going to be a high-scoring affair. So give me Keenan Allen. If you if you can get him, I think he's going to turn his ship around for sure. Yeah, we, we have Mike Williams with 17 targets on the year, but you have Keenan Allen with 33, Travis. So, you're still getting a lot of targets that just it's just the yardage and the touchdowns that aren't there. And uh, I expect that to come a little bit later. I actually tried to buy on Keenan Allen in a couple of leagues. 
wasn't very successful at it. They must be listening to the Fantasy Whispers, uh, or else maybe I might have them on my team. All right, Travis, are you ruling out both of the, you know, Eckler has been a very solid running back for fantasy owners. Um, are you, you're still ruling them out there, right? But the confidence level, level can't be super high. But, I mean, stay in the flames with them, right? Yeah, I mean, he's just been solid. The Raiders are 30th in both rushing and receiving production allowed to backs per game. So they are in the bottom of the league. That means you can start both of your – I mean, look at what they just did to Nick Chubb on three carries. I mean, they let him just gash them on three carries on top of what they gave up to Carlos Hyde. So, yes, give me both the backs here for uh, the Chargers against this Oakland defense that is not striking fear in anyone. Yep, and and here's what's crazy, Travis. Austin Eckler is, in standard, is the number tied with David Johnson as the number 13th running back in the league. So... And and Melvin Gordon is number three, which crazy. This offense is just humming right now. You got to like that. All right, Travis, uh, let's jump on over to the Oakland Raiders side of the ball. Uh, how confident are you in starting Marshawn Lynch this week against this Chargers defense? Good with Marshawn Lynch. We saw Breda have a decent game against those Chargers last week. I think the Raiders, you know, this isn't going to be an away game for the Raiders. Uh, it's basically going to be a home game, the yeah. way the Chargers' new stadium or their temporary stadium uh, shakes out. Uh, I think Marshawn Lynch, they're going to, this is, they've realized they're better when he's pounding the rock. Yeah. Uh, they got a win last week when he was heavily featured. That's how they got to do it. But this week, on the teeter totter that is Amari Cooper, Ugh. we should actually just tell people bench him <laughs> because then he'll go off. Yeah. So I feel like I'm just going to advise people bench Amari Cooper in this game, even though I secretly think it's a great matchup and I hope that he's turning it around. But bench him because, you know, by way of the weirdness that is Amari Cooper, like I like he's to going say, to go off. Ex facto, <laughs> he's going to go <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> so when in Rome, when in Rome, exactly. Uh, the other guy that actually I'm more uh, interested in here, just because of just his career and how more how much more consistent he is, and that's Jordy Nelson. Travis, he has caught a touchdown in back to back games. He kind of is building out like a, a nice little uh, niche there with Derek Carr. Is dare I say he's the better wide receiver to own in Oakland? Yeah, on top of the touchdowns in each of the past two games, he's got eight uh, targets in each of the past two games after only having eight targets through two weeks, uh, the first two weeks. Yeah. I think that Carr is starting to warm up in this offense, which means Nelson will start to war- warm up, as well as Jared Cook. Yeah, um, Jared Cook is. I think Jared in a, Cook in a slim and just based on what, exactly based on what we've talked about, the the theme is the same with all these tight ends. You can do a lot worse than Jared Cook. You could be looking at Uzuma and Croft, like we just talked about. Like, I think Jared Cook is a fine option for a team that projects to be throwing a ton based on their defense. All right, Travis, we're going to go ahead and move on to this next game, which seems this is going to be a good game as well. 
It's the Minnesota Vikings at the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a 45-point over-under, and Philly is favored by three. Travis, is this Minnesota defense as scary as we thought it was coming into the season? I will just say this, Johnny. Based on the over-under, based on the fact that these teams are pretty fresh playing each other in the playoffs, where the Eagles beat the breaks. Yeah. Eagles beat the brakes off the Vikings based on the 10 days the Vikings have had to prepare for this game. I actually expect a bounce back for that Minnesota defense. I expect them to come out firing. You see a team in the Eagles that is having issues with drops in the wide receiving core issues with injuries in the running back core. I could easily see this game projecting to be kind of a slug fest. Am I scared away from Philly players not Alshon, not Ertz, and not Wentz. I think those are all fine plays for me. I maybe temper expectations on Wentz due to the surrounding weapons. Yeah. Uh, but Ertz is obviously Ertz. You're going to keep locking him in. And Alshon Jeffrey looked good. He looked yeah, like yeah. he was ready to play football again. So I'll take that. He's just the touchdown upside alone for Alshon Jeffrey, yeah. especially with a banged-up Jay Ajayi and banged-up running backs. And considering I mean, this, this offense, Travis, I – I think Alshon could potentially be like, I would try to target him now uh, because I don't think that moving forward, you're going to be able to pry him away from the owner, especially because they've been probably sitting on him this long. Um, but if you can kind of pry him away, I just think that it's going to be opportunity there because there's nothing else. I mean, Jordan Matthews, who was sitting on the couch, you've got, I mean, Zach Ertz is going to be Zach Ertz. Um, but what else, you know, banged up JHI, Corey Clements banged up. It's Nelson Aguilar continues to like catch just like average two yards at uh, reception. It's not doing anything. Yeah. I mean, so. for the balls that he catches, because he actually yeah. is one of the league leaders in drops. So, yeah, so for me, yeah. On the other side of the ball, I'm actually not starting Dalvin Cook or Latavius Murray until I get more information. I can't start yeah, him. Man. Can't start him in this matchup. Don't like the matchup. So if you read the player stay away article, Dalvin Cook will be in there as a stay away. Um, but everybody else on Minnesota, man. Yeah. Give me Rudolph. Hey, give me, I think they're going to be give motivated. Me yeah, they're going to be give motivated. Me Cousins. Yep. Yeah. I, I like uh, that for sure. It. All right, Travis, we're going to uh, jump into the next game here. And that's the uh, your, I should say, your Los Angeles Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. This is a 50.5 over under. Uh, with the majority of those points being the L.A. Rams scoring and very little of the yeah. Seahawks. Um, this is a uh, L.A. Rams favorite by seven. Travis, I would bet I think this is going to go over. I don't even think this game's going to be close. I really don't. Um, you have, you know, this defense is reeling, especially after uh, their leader, uh, Thomas, it was – Carted off the field, flipping them off. I, I think this is just a bad game for them. Um, but I want to touch on. So I don't. I'm. I don't think we really need to touch on the offense for the Rams. Uh, I'm starting them all. That includes Jared Goff. I'm, I'm plugging them in in this at uh, as well. I'm not. Seattle isn't what Seattle used to be. Their home field advantage isn't what it used to be a few years ago. Start them all in offense. Uh, when you're looking at the Seahawks, though, Travis. Um, what do you make out of this running back carousel? You had 
the head coach coming out, Pete Carroll said, you know, Mike Williams, uh, or sorry, Mike Davis was going to now get more carries after what we saw of him last week. You have Chris Carson, who's expected to play, but he was expected to play last week and end up sitting out. Uh, and then Penny seems to be lost in this rotation and overweight, and who knows what they're going to do with him. Uh, it this This team just seems like it's a mess, honestly. It just seems like it's a mess. Yeah, the carousel, the Pete carousel, if you will. <laughs> yeah. uh, it just keeps spinning round and round and round, and you just don't know which way you're going. You're just fingers crossed uh, it lands on wherever you are. This, wherever, this yeah. backfield is like that old Geico commercial, man, uh, gas station sushi. You don't eat oh. gas station sushi. I don't want any part of this backfield um, unless – there, there is a sense – I don't know about this game because I think they'll be taken out of it very soon, like very quickly. Yeah. So I don't want really a lot of the running back. But if we go forward and they have one of Carson or Mike Davis as the starter, I would want one of those guys because we look at back-to-back games with 20-plus carries for whoever yeah. that guy is, Carson or Mike Davis. So that kind of volume is good. Uh, I just don't know about this game. I think the, the uh, they'll be taken out of the run game pretty quickly. Yeah, I agree. Um, one other thing: Are you Baldwin flex? That's about it. Yeah, yeah. He got his game back in. He's you know he was a little bit rough. He's gonna be one play away every week from legitimizing your start of him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I like Doug Baldwin. He's the only guy there. Yeah. Um. Yes, Lockett's been there. Yes, Disley had his moments. Um. Disley's but, no, now yeah. done for Baldwin, the season. Yeah. Exactly. Attendance. I think. So. Right. All I'm right. saying is like other other pieces have their moments, but now it's Baldwin's back. He is going to be the number one option. All right. We got the next up on the slate is the Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers. This is a 41 point over under DJ finally gave fantasy owners what they, they kind of drafted him for last week. Are you confident rolling him out there against this 49ers team? And do you expect him to return similar value to what he had last week? Maybe get back to uh, his his RB1 status. Yeah, I, I think this may be the last opportunity for you to buy low on DJ. So I am. I think he sets up nicely here. The, the Niners just got torched. They're going to continue to get torched uh, on defense, which is why I also like Larry Fitzgerald in this game. Yeah. Um, Larry Fitzgerald so I, always has I, a day against 49ers. That's his, it's his best team he plays against is the 49ers. It's like maybe there's like a Jerry Rice thing. Like he, he sees uh, Jerry Rice's old alma mater or old team, and he's like, yeah, I need to fire it up to give, you know, pay, pay, do pay homage to Jerry Rice. But either way, I like both those guys here. Um, and that's about it on the Cardinal side of the ball on the well, 49ers. I, I will ahead. say, I will say Ricky seals Jones is a oh, yeah, yeah. option yep. here. There are, he's couple, actually the start for me. A, co- a couple the of players stay away. Or... Yeah. A couple of tight ends are on by this weekend in a very skimpy, um, landscape. So RSJ, Ooh, skimpy. Yeah, skimpy, uh, RSJ had 17% market share. Uh, for Josh Rosen, we've talked about, uh, and, and as we know, uh, tight ends is a very nice safety blanket for uh, rookie quarterbacks. So give me RSJ. But that's it. That's all. Speaking of a safety, yeah. Speaking of a safety blanket, George Kittle, fire him up. Tight end one, uh, especially with C.J. Beathard, is that seems to be some of the few 
people he can get the ball to is George Kittle. Uh, another one is Matt Breda. Uh, yeah. Watch his status. Uh, he's He hasn't been practicing, but he is a guy to watch because he looks good, man. He looks good in the action he's done. He's the one one of the lone bright spots for this Niners team, um, and he's looked really good in a Shanahan offense. We've talked about Shanahan five of the last six years has given you a top 15 fantasy running back. So yep. keep an eye on Breda and maybe, you know, uh, flex him in there. One last thing I want to say before we move on to this game, a guy to watch out for, uh, and he's kind of building a rapport, but he's had a little bit of case of the drops, and that's Christian Kirk. Uh, him and him and oh yeah, uh, and they 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 seem to him and the quarterbacks seems to be creating a nice connection. He ha- he would have had a touchdown. It started last in preseason too, like yeah. Christian Kirk and Rosen definitely yeah. had a rapport in preseason. He would have had a touchdown like Johnny was about to say. Uh, they, you know, but they reviewed it and said he was out of bounds. Yeah. Uh, they pulled that one off the board. That was a nice catch he made. Yeah. Uh, regardless of being out of bounds or inbounds. So, yeah, Christian Kirk is a guy you're you're looking at because he could definitely, you know, we love Larry. Larry's a legend, and he, he'll get his own in certain games. But Rosen doesn't have any allegiance to anybody. Right. He's new to the league, so and he if just, he likes he Kirk, throws and Kirk will open he right. just goes to whoever's yeah. open exactly all right travis uh we're gonna jump on to the next game here and that's the dallas cowboys at the houston texans this is a 45.5 over under travis are you confident in starting lamar miller this week he's not had very many good games this year uh a little bit surprised here i thought that you know being that he was going to be the workhorse that he would get some, and he looked decent last year with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. So I was expecting him to have a good year, but it's just not been there this year for him. Are you going to start him? I'm probably looking at starting him in this game with Sean Lee out, but I'm not feeling great about it based on his production over the last few weeks. I will say this though. The Texans' offense seems to finally be getting it going. Yeah. In the last couple of weeks, they've kind of fine-tuned it. And so I feel like with the passing game, you know, the emergence of Kiki Cutie, the uh, Will Fuller, if he can come back healthy, obviously Hopkins, that is going to keep defenses honest. They're not going to be able to stack the box as much. And that line hasn't been very good. But if you get a pass game to complement that running game, Lamar Miller could see some lanes open up. Um, he's got to come back from this injury healthy and he's got to fight off Dante Foreman when he comes back, which should be in a few weeks. But I think that Lamar Miller is a guy that has a, he's got a good shot to bounce back based on the offense improving as a whole. Uh, I, yeah, I think, I think I'm, yeah, I'm going with those two options as well. And then on the other side of the ball, I think the only person that you're going to be able to start here is Zeke. Uh, they and finally, <laughs> finally gave him enough touches in the game. I, uh, Travis, I was, I was, uh, if you can imagine this, I was hanging with my buddies on Sundays, watching all the games, which I normally do. And I was literally screaming at the TV, not in anger, but in excitement because I was like, when you give Zeke, this is what you get when you give Zeke enough touches in a game. This is the result that you're going to get. And I, it was just like a, a jump for joy knowing that they finally did what they needed to do and got him the ball. 
and and you saw what happens. Zeke had a monster game, and uh, that's that's what that's what they need to do moving forward if they want to have a chance at winning any of these games. Agreed. Couldn't agree more. All right, to wrap up the show, Johnny, we've got the Washington Redskins visiting the New Orleans Saints, a 52-and-a-half point over-under with New Orleans, a big favorite at home by six-and-a-half points, even for this Redskins team who was on a bye. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game. This this game, to me, Johnny, shapes up for a Chris Thompson game, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think – I like AP. He's He's really fought off the narrative that he can't – do it there and he can't sustain it he's done well but he's already battling an ankle injury he hasn't practiced yet this week and maybe he will by the time you guys listen to this podcast but adrian peterson i'd be wary of him and i think in this game the only people i'm trusting are chris thompson and jordan reed i mean tell me if i'm wrong here yeah no you can't start any of these wide receivers they're just none of i mean none of them are flashing at all and, you know, the it seems like the only pass option that's consistent enough is CT. Uh, so, yeah, give me, give me Chris, uh, Chris Thompson in this one. Then when I look at the other side of the ball, Travis, um, I, have, I have some excitement and some concern, which is why I'm really interested in this game. We've talked about it on uh, past episodes. My concern with Drew Brees and the fact that we, we get Ingram back. Mark Ingram is now... Back with the team, he is expected to get anywhere from 10 to 15 touches possibly uh, in this offense. Uh, Alvin Kamara, a lot of people have been messaging us. Do we trade Alvin Kamara now that Mark Ingram's back? No, do not. He is the best player in fantasy. Well, other than Pat Mahomes, he is the best fantasy option that you could possibly have. Do not trade him. He was in RB1 last year when Mark Ingram was here so or was in New Orleans. So do not yeah. trade Alvin Kamara. And the beginning of last year, what you saw was them implement Alvin Kamara slowly. And what yeah. he was doing was scoring and doing these crazy things on limited touches. But this was tweeted out by Graham Barfield on Twitter. He said Alvin, Alvin Kamara outsnapped Ingram in the Saints' final eight games, including the playoffs. He outsnapped him 59 to 50%, and he also saw more red zone touches, 21 to 19. So by the end of the year, you saw this really even out. You saw them really lean more on Kamara, and I don't know In if you're Sean Payton, yes, you want Ingram back. It's a change of pace. It'll help the defense out to be able to run better because they really haven't ran all that well right. outside of Kamara. So for well, they me, they haven't been giving them that many running right, uh, rushes per right. game either. So, but at the same token, I don't know how you go away from a guy that that's elect that's that electric. Yeah. I mean, this guy is destroying defenses. They have no answer for him. So yes, I think it's going to be another one-two punch. But I think we've actually seen the shift happen because last year it was more Ingram than it was AK. This year, I think it'll be more AK than Ingram. But I think they'll both have value. This is. This is the best backfield one-two punch they have in the NFL. Um, so give me, give me this because it, it's it, – and especially in this game. It, I mean – It will be interesting to see if – and I'm not, I'm not trying to predict this, so I, I'm just saying this. So don't at me, please. Don't, don't tweet at me <laughs> when, when this doesn't happen. But it would be an interesting – John, do you have a – 
you have a problem with that? Like, do people at you quite a bit as it is right now? Uh, I mean, friends do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it will be interesting to see. There has been some some whispers on the old Twitter Twitter sphere that they could possibly try to give Mark Ingram a little bit more of a workload in order to try to trade him because this is his final year of his contract. They don't. They're not expecting to resign him. Uh, it will be interesting to see moving forward what that hap- if that happens or what they do with that. I would believe more in the narrative that they would want to use more of Ingram because he's on his last year, yeah, and because they want to conserve Alvin Kamara for the playoffs, yeah. Um, that would be a narrative I'd more buy than them being able to dish him. I don't think anybody's going to take Ingram on a rental. Yeah, um, not yeah. I I agree with that. So you yeah. know, but. I've seen crazier things happen. Um, Travis, I want to jump on over to the wide receivers here. And a guy that started off, I mean, in Fuego was an understatement. I mean, there there couldn't have been any hotter wide receiver on the market than Michael Thomas. Excuse me. Uh, and he was just on, on fire. But however... The guys over at our sponsor, Fanatic, that's F-A-N-A-T-I-Q, it's where fantasy meets IQ, they sent out a tweet just this, uh, just a few mornings ago, and they showed Michael Thomas's decline over the last three weeks. Travis, this is insane. He went from, this is just going to be standard games, right? Uh, he went from 30, sorry, sorry, I don't, I don't know what I'm getting lost here. Okay. He's going from, (laughs) he's going from 20 fantasy points down to 18, down to 12 and then down to five. Yeah. I will say, you know, and the targets have steadily dropped too. a week. One was 17. Week two was 13, week three was 10, week four was four. So, yes, uh, have we seen a decrease in his usage? Yes. It'll be interesting. You need to watch this as Ingram comes back into the fold. If Do I still think he's going to continue to command targets in this offense? Yes. Uh, do I think he's closer to the you know, 13 to 15 targets than he is the four? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, watch how this running game affects him as well. All right, Travis, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, if you didn't get enough fantasy football content, please head on over to thefantasywhispers.com. You'll find our rankings as well as articles going up all the time. And please follow us on social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram. We do a lot on Instagram. We release videos as well as follow us on Twitter at TFWhispers. As well as go ahead and download our podcast if you missed one of our episodes. We're on all platforms, uh, Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. So head on over there. Just search the Fantasy Whispers. Hit the subscribe. Hit that bell if you're on YouTube and watching us on YouTube right now. Hit that bell so you'll get notified anytime we have some new videos going up. 
And Sunday morning, if you're sitting there tinkering and you're deciding what you want to do with that lineup, Sunday morning at 9 a.m. between 9 and 9.30, your boy Johnny Game Time Hicks and your boy Big Travi, we get on that Instagram Live. So add us on Instagram, follow us there, because we're answering all those lineup questions. In addition to the story, we go live. We got our coffee here. Yep. We have been crunching all those updates all morning. We're like your own personal version of Adam Schefter. Okay, yeah. we're out there. We're out there figuring it out for you, and we're telling you who to start, who's out, and who's like that deep guy that you know maybe it's worth a shot that week. So that's Instagram Live every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, but Whisper Nation, we love you. Good luck this week, and we hope you guys dominate your league. All right. Until next time, that's Big Travi, and I'm Giant Game Time Hicks, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.